desert wind is a raider. This is the Silver and Black Today podcast. The latest in Raiders news, views, and interviews from the home of Raider Nation, Las Vegas, Nevada. Check out the only independent news source covering the Raiders based in Las Vegas. And now your host, Scott Goldbranson. Welcome back, Raider Nation. Hope all of you had a good week. This is Scott Branson, and you are tuned into Silver and Black Today, of course, brought to you by VegasSportsToday.com as we march towards one of, if not my favorite holiday, Independence Day, July 4th, coming up over the next weekend where we celebrate our great nation. Hope you and yours get to spend some time together doing whatever makes you happy. Me and my family will enjoy it as we always do, but we're in the middle of a big fat move that happens just two days after the holiday, so we'll be busy, but I'm still going to find some time to relax and enjoy the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And of course, remember those who've sacrificed so much for us to have the freedom that we have, whether they served in our military, whether they fought for freedoms at home, doesn't matter. That's what this great country is all about. So thank you to all of you, and thank you to all of you out there in America uh, for celebrating Independence Day this coming weekend. Of course, we're here to talk about the latest Raiders news, which there isn't a ton of it. I mean, remember, folks, it is the NFL dead period from mid-June to the start of training camp at the end of July. But you know us media types, right? You know us. We, we always have to find something to talk about. Last week, the real news was about Carl Nassib coming out, which we talked about on the show. But this week, the media machine had to dig deep, deep into its bag of tricks to find something to get Raider Nation in a tizzy. And we'll talk about that shortly. First, let me tell you about the rest of the show, including our guest this week. But first, let me remind you to check out our website, VegasSportsToday.com, your home for silver and black today Raiders coverage. Whether it's podcasts or news, you can find all you need to know about the latest with the Las Vegas Raiders at VegasSportsToday.com. Not only that, since the site covers all all of Las Vegas sports. You can also follow the Vegas Golden Knights, the possible relocation of Major League Baseball to Las Vegas, NBA expansion to Las Vegas, perhaps, the latest UFC news, as well as boxing, esports, and fantasy sports as well. Make sure to check out VegasSportsToday.com and also follow us on Twitter at Vegas Sports, the number two day. That's Vegas Sports Today uh, on Twitter and Las Vegas's most comprehensive and independent sports news source will be yours. Okay, on to today's show. After the first break, one of my favorite weekly guests from when we did the daily radio show, Jesse Merrick from News 3 Las Vegas will be with us. Jesse covers the Raiders daily, so we'll get his take on the Tom Brady comments, which we're about to talk about, as well as the Raiders coming out of minicamp and what question marks will remain. We'll also get Jesse's take on Vic Tafer and uh, Tashawn Reed's athletic piece from this week saying Derek Carr is facing a make-or-break season again. We'll see if he agrees. We'll also toss in some hockey as well uh, to close out the segment with Jesse Merrick from News 3 TV in Las Vegas. Today's guest coming up later 
in the show. But first, let's get to the top story. Of course, that is Tom Brady. No, Tom Brady's a Buccaneer. Nothing to do with the Raiders, right? Well, the Tom Brady, the shop comments, the shop is the show on HBO that he appeared on. Uh, You know, the comments where Brady talks about the quote-unquote unnamed team that chose to stay with its existing quarterback and not sign the future Hall of Famer last season and six-time now Super Bowl champ. If you're not up on the controversy... Lucky you, number one. Number two, how it relates to Raider Nation, let me fill you in. If you actually want to know, that is, Tom Brady on the shop, which if you have HBO Max, you can stream it and go watch it for yourself, shared the story of a team who he was talking to about signing with last offseason before he eventually signed in Tampa Bay. Ultimately, the team passed on him. As such, on this show, Tom Brady decided to say, and I'm going to do his quote here, and I'll, I'll we keep our podcast uh, uh, language clean so that we don't uh, run amok of anybody listening around their kids or family. So here's what Tom Brady said uh, when he was discussing this team. He said, quote, one of the teams, they were interested at the very end. I was thinking, uh, they weren't interested at the very end, excuse me. Uh, I was thinking, quote, you're sticking with that mother, you know what her? Brady said on the television show, when I look back, I'm like, there's no effing way I would have went to that team. But they said they didn't want me. I know what that means. I know what that feels like. And I'm going to go F you up because of that. Okay, so that's Tom Brady's quote. If you didn't hear it, I'm sure you've read about some of what's been happening and 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 um, and why it relates to Raider Nation, which we're going to get to in a second. So what the question is here was Tom Brady talking about the Raiders. And does it matter? Does it even matter? Well, lots of folks think it does matter. Sure, it's Tom Brady, but what does he have anything to do with the Raiders or their future? I mean, really, seriously, what does he have to do? It doesn't matter what Tom Brady says about anything. If it's about football, okay, I get it. You're interested as the the best quarterback ever. But in my view, it really is much ado about nothing. Season after season, and I wrote this up on VegasSportsToday.com in a column you can go read. The debate on whether or not Derek Carr's role as a franchise quarterback with the Raiders just reaches a fevered pitch every year during the dead period. There's always a rumor. There's always bored fans out there wanting to jump in during the dead period and go in on Derek Carr. Now, if you, if you look at Tom Brady's comments, there's no way. There's, there's been all sorts of now analysis. Barstool Sports did it. Uh, uh, of course, Mike Florio over at uh, Pro Football Talk did it. Someone who Raider Nation believes is very anti-Raider. And I think there's some evidence there that he's not a big fan of Gruden or Derek Carr. That's fair. Um, but nonetheless, there's a lot of, of, of rancor out there. There's a lot of uh, analysis saying that if you take what, what Tom Brady said and you break it down, who did he talk to, what were the teams, and then at the end, who was there but didn't do it, and then at the end of the day, who did he play where he could go out and kick their ass last year? Many people are coming to the conclusion through this sort of... <laughs> Uh, JFK, the movie, if you saw it, the Oliver Stone film, you know, connecting all the dots, all of these supposed things that are happening, right? And I joked in the piece that it's like people are spending hours dissecting it like it's the Zapruder film. Like it's the Zapruder film. 
and that Gruden and Carr are on the grassy knoll. See? See? It's them. It's them. Tom Brady was bagging on the Raiders. So who cares? But in my view, what this is all about, a roundabout way. Tom Brady said what he said. Tom Brady is a brand. Tom Brady is a smart, smart guy. He doesn't say anything by accident, folks. So for fans who live their lives in pursuit of insulting and railing against Derek Carr or John Gruden, it was just the gasoline they needed to start that big Texas A&M-sized bonfire until tra- training camp rolls around, right? They got nothing to talk about. And they all dislike Derek Carr. They don't like John Gruden. So now, outside of the Carl Nassib news we had last week and some things like we're doing on the website, we're looking at different positions and all that stuff, kind of getting ready for camp because it's a de- there's nothing going on. So because of that, and fueled by these media reports, including some people who traditionally like Mike Florio, again, I don't know Mike. I don't have anything against him. I, I'm not going to disrespect him because he is a professional. Even if you like him or don't like him, I really don't care. But I will tell you, he has always been very negative about Derek Carr. He just doesn't believe that he's an elite quarterback. So that fueling all of this stuff that, oh, it's the Raiders. Oh, he was talking about the Raiders. And Derek Carr must be that MFR. Oh, yeah, see, Derek Carr sucks. Okay, so the car detractors always looking for a way to go at the car stands, right? It's their life because I don't know how empty their life is on a daily basis on both sides of the fight, car stands included. But you got to go at each other because, ooh, ooh, I'm going to show you. Ooh, I'm going to show you on Twitter. Oh, boy, I'm a big guy. But anyway... That's all they needed was to to take these massive logs, fuel for the fire. And that's what that's what Mike Florio did when he said several sources have told him that Brady was speaking about the Raiders, or at least they believe he was speaking about the Raiders. Right. So because of that, what we have now is a situation where this becomes a conversation again. And, of course, it's the offseason, and so everybody who doesn't like Derek Carr is not convinced by Derek Carr is going to go in. Now, not everybody, okay? That's one thing I want to make sure that I, I stress here, which is there's a lot of folks I know that listen to this show, read the website, I've gotten to know over the five seasons I've been covering the Raiders, who are are level-headed, season ticket holders, spend a ton of money on the Raiders. They've been Raider fans for a long time. They know their football. They know their Raider history. A lot of them expressed to me that they don't believe Derek Carr is the guy to take you to that Super Bowl. They don't think that Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. They don't think that Derek Carr isn't a nice guy because he's a fantastic human being. They don't think that that he is he is not going to do okay. But they make valid and measured points about his limitations as a quarterback in the league. Those aren't the type of fans I'm talking about when I talk about this. When I'm talking about this, I'm talking about these people who have to wake up every day and argue one way or the other. One side is has to do everything they can do to defend Derek Carr, and they will go hours upon hours upon hours trying to prove that. And then you got the other people on the other side who will do all sorts of insults and all that other crap to, to discredit Derek Carr. Okay, so, so there's two camps there. We all know that. And then there's most of the rest of everybody else in the middle who kind of looks at things the same way. 
And I always say this, to be clear, I, I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I've always said that. I've never wavered on my view of Derek Carr. Do I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL? No. Do I think he's as bad as some of his detractors claim he is? No. And do I think the Raiders, John Gruden, Mike Mayhawk, if someone came to you, let's say, and offered you an Aaron Rodgers and, or, or Deshaun Watson, we talked about that when that stuff was going on, do I say they don't listen because they have Derek Carr? Of course not. You have to always listen. But... Year after year, remember at the beginning of John Gruden's stay with the Raiders this time, we heard, oh, he doesn't like him. He doesn't like him. He's trying to get rid of him. Oh, he's going to get rid of him. That was year one. Then year two, oh, see, no, he's not convinced. They're, they don't get along. He's got to get out of there. He's not going to work there. Nope, nope, he wants him gone. Then the third year, last year, no, nope, no, nope, Marcus Mariota. That's why he brought him in. He doesn't believe in Derek Carr. Well, nothing that Gruden or Mayock have said even points to that. In fact, everything else points to the opposite of that, whether you like it or not. Again, I'm in the middle. I'm not taking sides on it. I'm just telling you what it is. So Tom Brady saying this is just feeding into what people already believe. And it really doesn't matter. What Tom Brady says about the team that didn't sign him. Of course, Tom Brady is a cocky guy. He should be. He won six Super Bowls. All right, so he's going to go out. He's going to talk about it. He's not going to name the team. This guy is completely manufacturing his brand and his post-football life. He's not going to burn bridges, even if he doesn't like people. He's not dumb. He's not like some of you on Twitter who go nuts and want to show everybody what a bad person you are and insult people and want to burn bridges over something stupid as whether or not you believe Derek Carr is a good quarterback or not. Okay, Tom Brady's smarter than that. Tom Brady has a business, which he is the face of. So he's going to go out. He knows he generated some NFL dead period (laughs) news, which helps him. And then it also created this thing, which for a week, everybody's going to talk about, which it doesn't need to be talked about for a week. Okay, I'm not saying it does, but that's what's going on. I'm chalk it up to a slow news week. But at the same time, this is the perfect storm for those people who don't like Derek Carr, the ones who go ape over Derek Carr online, in social media, whenever something comes out that could implicate Derek Carr moving on or the Raiders moving on from Derek Carr, right? That's That's just how it goes every single season. I'm just tired of it. I just am. I mean, you like him or you don't. I'm okay either way. Everybody makes good points. Not a problem. But make no mistake, this Tom Brady thing and the shift to focus on the Raiders, whether or not there's some proof there, I'm not saying he didn't say it about the Raiders. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe he, that's what he thinks of Derek Carr. Wouldn't surprise me. If you're the best quarterback to play the game and you just came off a of Super Bowl, you could say that about anybody. I mean, maybe Sands a couple guys. Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers, those kind of guys, right? So if that's the case, so what? Who cares? But this Raider Nation civil war between the car supporters and the car detractors rages on another offseason, and it is boring as hell. It is tired. And yes, I'm talking about it, but it's because I'm so freaking tired of it. Now, later in the show... We're going to talk to Jesse Merrick about this, and we're going to talk about it because 
Vic Tafer and The Athletic wrote about it. Deshaun Reed, also a part of that byline as well. They both wrote about Derek Carr being in a make-or-break year, right? So I don't think that is the Derek Carr, I hate Derek Carr, I love Derek Carr, Civil War. I don't think that piece is part of it. I think it was a, a well-measured piece because it talks about the fact that Derek Carr is going into his next-to-last year on his contract. And his best season last year, statistically, 2016 still looked at his best year, almost an MVP-type year before his leg was broken. We all know that story, unfortunately. So, But 2020, he had this great season, and the Raiders still didn't make the playoffs. So the thought there is, if he wants a new contract, the Raiders got to make the playoffs. So you can go read the athletic piece. But the, the, the make-or-break year for Carr, I've been hearing that for the last four seasons, okay, or three seasons at least. But because of the contract situation, I think this is because you have if you're the Raiders, think about it, no matter no matter what you think of Derek Carr, if you get your team into a position, you've now rebuilt the defense, you have all these weapons on offense, okay? You re, you rebuilt the offensive line to be more athletic to be younger. If that all clicks and you still don't make it to the playoffs, and in your view you go back and you say, "Hey, you know what? If we would have elevated the quarterback position, maybe we make it." Then all bets are off. I mean, you look at the Kurt Warner film breakdown, which uh, Tashawn and Vic mentioned in the piece, which I know most of Raider Nation has watched by now. Uh, he talked about it. Carr being under pressure has to be better downfield. He can't check down. Now, to be fair to him, John Gruden requires him and bugs him to check down. He wants him to be safe with the ball. Yet, if you watch the Kurt Warner breakdown, he tells you where Carr falls off. And this is where it is. When he gets under pressure, he tends to rush even this point in his career. So he's got to get better at that. And if he gets better at that and they can do more downfield, even with pressure, then I think Derek Carr has another great year and the Raiders make the playoffs and he gets a new contract. If he doesn't, who knows? And I think that's the point of the piece. But I'm going to ask Jesse about that um, in the next segment when we talk to him. Um, but uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Silver and Black today, powered, of course, by VegasSportsToday.com. And on the other side, Jesse Merrick from News 3 Las Vegas will join me to talk all things Raiders, the Tom Brady hubbub and even a little hockey. I know that's not Raiders related, but we're going to get it in. Stay where you are. We're seconds away from coming right back here on Silver and Black Today. Welcome back to the Silver and Black Today Show, powered by your independent news source for all things Las Vegas sports, vegasportstoday.com. And we go out on our newsmaker line and bring in a great friend of the show, a guy I used to have on the Daily Show every week. That's one Mr. Jesse Merrick from News 3 Las Vegas. Jesse, thanks for being back with us here on Silver and Black Today. Of course, man. Always love hopping on with you. It's great to kind of reunite. Like you said, you used to do it on the radio, so I'm so top on the pod with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, you know, we, we're going to get into Raiders football, right? Uh, but you're also one of the guys here in town who covers all Vegas sports and do a great job of it. You were involved with hockey considerably, of course, the Henderson Silver Knights, which is the American Hockey League minor league team of the, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vegas Golden Knights, the Stanley Cup hopes again thwarted late in the playoffs. How much of a disappointment was that despite really just another great and successful season for this team here in Las Vegas? 
Big time, you know, and, and that's the thing. I think you have to put into perspective the fact that a expansion franchise that's only been around for four years that makes it to what is essentially the Western Conference final and loses, to see that as a big disappointment, that has to tell you, like, just how far they've come and what they've managed to do. But that just goes to show you how great the expectations are for this team and what they've managed to do over the years. It's, it's really incredible. And, and I believe I'm not a big betting man, but I believe they were one of the bigger favorites in recent history uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs against Montreal. So obviously to lose that one, it's a big disappointment. And, you know, once again, just get to that point and then they're unable to kind of get over the hump and score the goals that they need to. So this team kind of goes back to the drawing board now as they look ahead to the future. Yeah, that Jesse, and that's the thing that I think there's a lot of tough decisions that the Golden Knights need to make this offseason. Individual players, of course, you start with Marc-Andre Fleury, the great season he had, but they're spending a lot of money on goalkeepers. I think it's smart, actually, because it showed in the playoffs, despite the fact that they, they got bounced uh, in, in the semis. Uh, but then you also have guys like Mark Stone, who you went out and traded future talent for. Here's a guy who had a great regular season but the last two postseasons has basically just disappeared and you can't have that from your scorers from your forwards um when you look at what they have to do and the decisions they have to make uh it's going to be tough isn't it yeah it really is at the end of the day like vegas needs a finisher they didn't lose because of goaltending clearly like you mentioned they, they have 12 million dollars invested into their keepers and it paid off because they did not lose because of those two guys mm-hmm. they lost because nobody could finish their top five goal scorers had 60 shots and one goal in the series against Montreal. I think that's an incredible wow. stat. It just goes to show you that of all those guys, the guys that actually had great seasons and put up points, got into the back of the net, could not get it done in that series. They were shut down. Um, that, to me, screams that they need somebody that can be that finisher. They've got a lot of guys that are great at what they do, but at the end of the day, they're hitting a lot of center mass on these opposing goalies. you got to find somebody that's a pinpoint scorer, uh, and I think that's where they're going to kind of really – focus uh, in the offseason here. Maybe try and get somebody that can be that top-line center that's a real big playmaker to continue that that progression of both Patrick and Stone on the top line. Maybe drop a guy like Stevenson down to that third line, and that's where your depth really comes into play. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And then, of course, front office there, too. There's been some moves made there. Um, you know, the, the Alex Petrangelo, who did so well in the playoffs, great defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, maybe the, 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 the Golden Knights really needed to look at getting some, some uh, scorers, some, some guys up front, because clearly they haven't been able to do that. But the franchise is in a good position. They're going to have to make some tough choices. Uh, but uh, Vegas loves their Golden Knights, and it'll be exciting to see what they're able to do coming off a short offseason now. All right, let's shift to football, uh, Jesse. Now, we actually already know you're a Buccaneers fan, right? That's been well documented on this show. But the Tom Brady comments on the shop on HBO, lots of folks want the team and the quarterback he mentioned to be the Raiders and Derek Carr. I don't know if it's, it is it is or isn't them, but should Raider fans really care? I mean, it not this just another big wave, I, I think, to bring up the kind of old car sucks argument for those who believe it? Exactly. That was honestly, that was the thing I thought when I heard of it and I really read into it more. I was like, who cares? Like, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, no, no fan base should care. No fan base should want it to be this person. But you and I have talked about this at length. Some people just hate Derek Carr and think that he sucks. And no matter what they say, anytime anybody says anything bad about any quarterback in the NFL on a current team that happens to be playing, they're going to say it's Derek Carr. So 
And then, like, I mean, when you go through and look at the teams that he was interested in, it is easy to play that game and cross certain ones off the list and say, hey, maybe it was the Raiders and maybe it was the Bears. Those are the two to me that come to mind because all the other teams get crossed off the list. But again, at the end of the day, who cares? He went to Tampa. He won a Super Bowl. Like, let's all move on. Derek Carr is the quarterback. And again, the Raiders were not what they were last year because of Derek Carr. Derek Carr was a big reason why they were in position to compete and actually have a chance of getting into the playoffs. At the end of the day, it's the defense to blame. Yeah, well said. And I, I think, you know, I, I joked in my piece up on the website that people are analyzing this situation like it's the Zapruder film from the JFK assassination, right? They're going crazy <laughs> trying to connect all these dots on the schedule and this and that and who talked to when and how. And to me, you're right. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. And, and I think that this, this whole discussion around Carr – Covering the Raiders for now five seasons, Jesse, I'm just tired of it. It's a tired narrative. I get it. If you don't like them, and I sa- I've said this numerous times, and I said it earlier in the show, that I've talked to really good, informed, logical, uh, well-balanced Raiders fans who don't, who are not big Derek Carr fans. They like Derek as a person. They think he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. They just believe for the Raiders to get where they want them to go, they need a better quarterback. So they're, but they're, they're, mar- they're, they're not these type of people that are going crazy. You have this NFL dead period, Jesse. All of us are jonesing for football. So Tom Brady, who comes <laughs> out, and and Tom Brady to me, the best quarterback that's ever played. Okay, he comes out. He is a brand. This guy is a smart dude. He knows exactly what he's doing going on the show, telling the story. And, of course, he's never going to tell you who it was definitively because he doesn't burn bridges. I mean, this is where I think people need to understand that it, it, it was all a point to make discussion, and it worked because here we are talking about it. 100%. And, look, that's as you said, I'm a Buccaneers fan. That's my quarterback. He brought us to the Super Bowl and delivered for us. But at the end of the day, the man knows how to stir up controversy. And for a guy that says he doesn't like all the attention and all that <laughs> stuff, he does a great job of creating that attention around himself. I got to say that. So, look, at the end of the day, it's conversation in the offseason that gets everybody going, gets the juices flowing as we're a couple weeks away from training camp here. So I'm all for it because it's interesting to talk about. But, again, like I said, at the end of the day, you shouldn't worry about it. Then, look, is Derek Carr a great quarterback? No, but he's not a good quarter or not a bad quarterback. Right. He is a good quarterback. And I think a lot of people's, you know, uh, vision of what a quarterback should be is skewed when you've got a guy like Patrick Mahomes in the division. And then you got a guy like Justin Herbert who comes in and really bursts onto the scene. You know, I think you really got to appreciate what you have in Derek Carr because I honestly think he's the type of guy that if he did go somewhere else and didn't retire as he says he would. I think he'd go and have a lot of success there. So they got to really appreciate what they have in Derek Carr. Yeah, and and to me too, I mean, the the thing lost in this is Tom Brady, you know, everybody's making, oh, he's talking this trash about – Listen, I mean, Jesse, if you went in for an interview with with two sports, national sports network, right? We won't name any, but let's just say you go and one doesn't hire you and the other one does. Of course you have your competitive nature is, well, screw those guys. Screw those guys. I mean, I'm going to show them how good I am and I'm going to go out and I'm going to nail it. Right. So Tom Brady talking about the team and the quarterback that I don't look at that as insulting the actual quarterback. I just look at it as, hey, I'm the best quarterback that ever lived. And so I'm going to make you pay. I mean, to me, that's not unusual and we see it happen in every profession every single day yeah i agree with you 100 i am team petty 100 i'm the guy <laughs> that when i was trying to break into this business and get my first on-air job i have a list on my phone of every single tv station that said no or that didn't get back to me because i told myself 
I'm going to prove them wrong. So if I was in the position that Tom Brady was in and they put a microphone in front of my face and I was talking to LeBron James and all that stuff, I'd probably say something similar too because I'm a similar kind of fiery type of guy where yeah. like, I'm going to show you because you didn't pick me. Now I'm going to go beat your you-know-what and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I love that, man. That's why I love you, man. You're, you're like, hey, forget yeah. it. I'm going, I'm, going, I'm going hard. That's good. Now, speaking of Derek Carr, though, there was a piece that ran in The Athletic uh, from our good friend Vic Tafer to Sean Reed, who we've been around as they covered the team for The Athletic. They have a piece out this week talking about how it could be a make-or-break year for Derek Carr because he's in the next to last year of his contract. If the Raiders can't make it to the playoffs— they could look to the future or maybe another uh, solution. I tend to agree with that. I know every season since since John Gruden has gotten there, we've heard it's a make-or-break year for Derek Carr. I think that in the past was more about him developing as a quarterback. Now I think it shifts to Derek Carr leading his team to a playoff game and maybe a playoff victory. Do you agree with their assessment on that, that perhaps this, because he's got one year after 2021, that this is sort of that type of season where he's got to go out and lead his team into the playoffs? I do agree. Um, simply from the fact of the timing of the contract and everything like that, because, like, look, if you've gone this far, this long with the same, you know, personnel, or, or he's really one of the main constants in this thing, and, again, even though it's not his fault, but if you go that long and you don't make the playoffs, then you need to shake things up and you need to try and do it differently. So I think he does need to come in. And honestly, I think this make or break for him isn't necessarily the playoffs. I think it's continue to do what you've done. Mm -hmm. And if it comes down to it and the defense gets better and they still don't make the playoffs, then maybe you start to look a little bit more at Derek Carr. But if the defense is the same as they were and Derek Carr is the same guy that he's been, I don't think you can really point the fingers at him too much. But I do think it is a make-or-break year where you need to see him have another season where he is successful and <clears throat> maybe doesn't have a game like he did against Atlanta where kind of the wheels fall off. You don't need to see that from a guy that you're going to commit to long-term. Yeah, no doubt. And I think they, they get to the playoffs. I think he gets his extension. I really do. Uh, and and But I also think, Jesse, that – and again, make-or-break is maybe just a headline. But if you look at pressure yeah. – pressure pressure on the organization and that includes John Gruden and Mike Mayock the pressure there to me is around you have to get better you have to show that you got your defense better you got the right guy in and Gus Bradley to run that defense you got the right talent in there to do it you've supplemented your offense so now it's time it's not an eight and eight nine and seven conversation it's a ten and six in a playoff conversation for those guys too so they need to feel a little bit of that pressure even though the 10-year contract that everybody likes to talk about you still have to feel that the Raider organization overall in its new market welcoming fans for the very first time this year because of the pandemic last year has to feel that pressure too 100 percent uh and i think moving to a market in itself adds pressure especially when you're coming to a market where you have the golden knights who mm -hmm. have been a team that has had a lot of success even though they haven't gotten over the hump of winning a championship they are a playoff team year in and year out i know it's only been four years but still, like, they've proven that they're that team, and they're a team that's going to compete every year. Their owner is the guy that's going to spend the money. So that's where they need to come in here. And, look, at the end of the day, it's football. This is America's sport. Like, hockey is not a sport that's normal to many Americans. It's a bit of a niche sport for the most part. So football has that leg up in terms of people are going to watch. But it's Vegas. There's a lot of other options for entertainment. And if you don't put out an entertaining product, People will not watch. The away fans will come in, and it'll be good, you know, for the teams that are coming into town. And eventually, Raider Nation will probably get a little PO'd and be like, "Hey, man, I'm not coming to these games anymore." <laughs> so at the end of the day, like, you gotta come out. And I know Raider Nation is some of the best fans in the business. So I'm not trying to, you know, throw shade at them by any means in saying that. 
but they're going to get frustrated if they continue to support a team that, that doesn't do it, you know? Yeah. So that's where I think you really do need to get over that hump, get in the playoffs and stop this whole, we're good the first half of the year. And then the second half of the year, the wheels just fall off. Like that is not okay. That just shows a lot of immaturity to me and a team. And that's something you can't have when you're trying to build your footing in a new market to expand your fan base even more and continue the growth of this franchise. Yeah, and they'll be going head-to-head for the first time for for fans uh, when it comes to games, uh, obviously as these, mm-hmm. these sports get back to a normal 100% schedule and capacity. And so everybody loves a winner. I don't care what market you're in. And the Golden Knights, yeah. you know, they put it together very quickly. And, of course, they were an expansion team, which makes a little bit of difference. But I think, I think Las Vegas overall will embrace the Raiders. I think they just need something to get excited about. They couldn't last year because you couldn't go to the games. This year, though, with this team rebuilt, I think it is vital, as you said perfectly, for them to really light the fire on market around football and and get people excited about it and, and really uh, start to to get to develop that next level fan base. Maybe people aren't yet quite Raider fans, but they're willing to be and they just need some convincing. That's the business side, the marketing side, right, Jesse? They've got to get some excitement going in this market so that they can live up to their full potential here. 100%. And that's one thing also they have to consider is that, you know, when you're coming to a new market and you're not a new team, an expansion team, you're coming somewhere where people already have their allegiances. Mm-hmm. You know, people already have their teams and you're trying to either switch that or start building that with the younger fan base that's from the town that finally has their own team. And in doing that, a big reason why the Knights were successful in getting the fan base is that they were good right out of the gate, you know? So that's where if you're able to do that, when you have fans, I think they did kind of get a bit of a pass last year because as much as I have seen Vegas really start to embrace the Raiders, there are still plenty of people that aren't embracing them. But now when you're actually able to see their feel and touch, get in those seats and actually visually watch a game, that is so different when you're able to do that. And if they're able to capture this city, I mean, honestly, I, I don't have any problem saying that this could also be much like the Knights have created most electric building in the NFL just as they've done it in the NHL. Yeah, good, good point. And I, I've seen a lot of people here in town who I know who are not Raiders fans who have gone to do this tour at the stadium already, and then they come out of that tour saying, wow, i, I got to go see a game there. So, so yeah, I think the excitement I, is so real. Yeah, it's like a it's like sampling at Costco, man. <laughs> you got <laughs> you get in, you get a little bit, and then you want more. So it's it's a good point, and I agree with you hundred percent on that one too. Well, Jesse, camp is just twenty nine days away as we record the show today, uh, and the start of the Las Vegas Raiders training camp. And make sure you watch and follow Jesse to get great coverage of the camp. Follow him on Twitter at Jesse News Three LV. That's at Jesse News Three LV, and of course, catch up with him on TV as well. Jesse, as always, my friend, thanks for being with us, and we will talk to you next month. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it, man. It's hard to believe 29 days away until we get rolling again. I can't wait. <laughs> I know, and I'm a big baseball guy, so I, I, I'm content during the summer, but I have to admit, like everybody else, I'm Jones in for football. All right, that was Jesse Merrick. When we come back, we roll on with the silver and black today. Don't go anywhere. Silver and Black Today, brought to you by VegasSportsToday.com. Thanks for being with us on the show, and also thank you to our guest, Jesse Merrick. Again, follow him on Twitter at JesseNews3LV. One of the best guys in town, and you know him from our Raider Nation radio show. It was good to have him back on the podcast with us here, too, talking Raiders, talking a little bit of Golden Knights. we got to sneak that in. Even if you're a Raiders fan, you can come on over 
and become a Golden Knights fan. You can do the silver and black and the gold. So silver and gold. Come on, man. Come on in and, and have some fun. But nonetheless, thank you to him and to all of you for listening to the podcast today. Uh, as we roll on, you know, we're going to get closer and closer to training camp. We should have a show next week. I'm in the middle of a move, as I mentioned earlier in the show. So we'll do that. But otherwise, make sure you listen to our other Raiders podcast that, of course, my good friend and partner, Evan Grote, with the Just Pod Baby podcast. Make sure you listen to that. You can subscribe to that. And also we post it up on the website on VegasSupportsToday.com every time it's up there. Make sure you also, if you're interested in UFC or boxing, you can check out VegasSportsToday.com. We cover all of that there as well as all the sports going on in Las Vegas. But of course, number one, the Raiders. If you're part of Raider Nation, thanks for being with us and thanks for doing that. Got some big news coming up later this summer in a couple of weeks, actually, about the future of the podcast and also the website. A lot of stuff going on. We're really excited about it. My partner, Mike Dixon, who had Vegas Sports Daily, uh, which we merged to, with Silver and Black Today to become Vegas Sports Today. Um, they uh, He's got stuff going on, too. Some really exciting news. We'll have him on the next podcast next week to talk a little bit about that. And that'll be big for those Raider fans coming into Las Vegas, finally, since you can come to Allegiant Stadium, finally, coming in and what your plans are going to be while you're here to see the game, while you're here for the whole weekend. Don't just come in for Sunday. Come in Thursday or Friday, stay the entire, make a weekend out of it, a Raiders weekend, and he'll tell you about a lot of what we're going to have going on with that, with events and food and all sorts of great stuff coming up from VegasSportsToday.com. But I want to thank all of you for being with us here on the podcast. Make sure you do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast, and also give us a positive rating. Whatever platform you're in, whether you're in Apple Podcasts, you're in Spotify, you're on Odyssey, you're in TuneIn, you're on iHeartRadio, you're on Google Podcasts or Stitcher, wherever you get this podcast, do me a favor, go subscribe so you never miss an episode, but also give us a rating if you would. We'd appreciate it uh, and and appreciate you do that. Also, if you like to listen to this podcast on, on YouTube, a lot of listeners do, and I appreciate that, so we always try to upload the pod up onto YouTube. YouTube the same day we release it on audio. So do us a favor there. Subscribe to the Silver and Black Today channel there and also give us a thumbs up and share it with your friends and hit notifications. Make sure you smash that so that when we do have a new video out, including Just Pod Baby, you get you get that podcast there as well. Make sure you do that. That way you won't miss any of the great content that we're doing here at VegasSportsToday.com, including Silver and Black Today, including Just Pod Baby, and more to come in the fall. I'm really excited about telling you about that really soon. For everybody at VegasSportsToday.com and everyone here at Silver and Black Today, want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show, of the website, and of your Raiders. Until next time, everybody, take care of one another. This has been... Silver and Black Today with Scott Branson. Bye-bye. This has been the Silver and Black Today podcast. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, may the autumn wind always be at your back.